Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. As some of you may know, a group here at UCOV has been organizing a Right to Read Festival at UCOV this winter. It is going to be amazing. And a friend asked me, aren't you excited to have that, you know, at home? And I said, of course I am. It's going to be stunning. Everybody should come. You ought to fly in. And she laughed, and we moved on to other things. But I started to think about this idea of home, it being special because it's at home. Home as a theological construct, maybe. And there's all kinds of quotes about home. Pliny the Elder is the guy who said, home is where your heart is. And Robert Frost had the old one that I mentioned this morning, home is the place that when you go there, they have to take you in. Oliver Wendell Holmes said, where we love is home, home that our feet may leave, but not our heart. And that one resonated for me. I love Billy Sundays. Home's the place where we love best and grumble most. (laughs) Ted Williams said, don't make your home in a place. Make a home for yourself inside your own head. You'll find what you need to furnish it, memory, friends you can trust, love of learning and other things. That way it will go with you where you journey. Even though the dictionaries tell us that home is just where you live, and that if you feel at home, you're comfy wherever you are, the word home has a lot more weight to it. It's an old word. Old English was ham, like Hamlet, or the high German Heim, dwelling place. But there's a disconnect there. It's the place that shelters us from the elements. It's a place where we feel safe and comfortable and loved. But sometimes it's not both of these at once. Where you feel at home may not be where you live. And Sukkot is one of those holidays that people may find to be a challenge to celebrate. It comes at a bad time. Ask any of us who lived as observant Jews. You've got the Jewish high holidays, and then you've got this happy little harvest festival with a ritual that literally involves waving fruit at people at one point. Some people shrug it off as not important. Some people say, who wants to build a hut in your backyard and who cares? I had somebody say, who wants to go sleep outside in the heat of a Florida fall, accompanied by every mosquito and no seam ever made? If I wanted to go camping, I'd head for the Smokies. That's a direct quote from a friend of mine. This holiday can feel historic and quaint 
something that sets us apart from our less sophisticated ancestors and doesn't mean a thing to you use. But there's more to it. It's a tough call for three different kinds of theological deepening in these painfully sophisticated times. And you don't have to be Jewish or believe in a God to explore this holiday. It starts by grounding us in the idea that the physical here and now matters. The sensual experience of living is as important as all the things we go through in our head. We are not just thinkers. We are doers. We are not meant to be shut away from the smell of citrus, the feel of dirt and plants, the buzzing of bugs. We are meant to touch things with our hands, to remember that we directly impact the world. It's not all academic. For some of us, this is wonderful. We love to garden, be outside. For others, this is a terrible and tough message. Sometimes we have to get out of the headspace and into the heart and hand space, no matter who we are. This matters especially when we are confronted by terrible human actions. While our thoughts and our prayers are important, it's the work of our hands that makes things happen. Our direct involvement tells the web of life that we are committed to healing the world. We're having a banned book fair. We're doing something with our hands rather than just saying that is a terrible thing to ban books, to stop knowledge. Sukkot calls us into the world. It calls us to act on the world. It asks us to say praises for the living earth we touch, for trees and fruits, which we will never be the ones to harvest. It reminds us that other humans also touch the world, and it's often through their work and sweat that we are able to eat and live so bountifully. We build a sukkah, we build a hut, and we eat in it together, and we remember that we are part of one human family, all making their home in the physical world. We all need to eat. We all need shelter. We need to be safe from physical harm. We are all physical, solid creatures with physical needs. And when those needs are not being met for some of us, the rest of us need to act. When we buy food from the grocery store, all of it started with dirt and sun and living things and real people out there who picked it. It reminds us that places far away from us are still connected to us intimately. That hurting one of us hurts all of us because we stand together on the earth and the ripples of life spread out and overlap because the planet is our hut. We're all inside together. It's impossible to ignore one another in sadness or in joy. And the second message theologically of this holiday is harder to hear. Home is where we go to feel safe. But Sukkot reminds us that we are at our most human and most vulnerable when we're at home. 
our McMansions, our stuff, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a way of keeping score. But anyone, everyone can build a hut. Anyone can make a place for the night together with only the important things, food and drink and beloved friends. The huts of the homeless are cardboard and newspaper and tarp. The huts of the suburban family may use nails and a power saw. A rich sukkah may have better candles and a nicer rug, but all of them are huts. They're all open to the wind and rain. Our sukkahs are ourselves, fragile and temporary. They are the bodies we wear. We surround ourselves with objects and constructs which lie to us. They tell us we are protected by our job, our money, our power, our strength, our intelligence, our privilege. Our good house will keep us safe from being too hot or too cold. Guns might keep us safe from being hurt. Our toys keep us safe from boredom. You know, life is short. Things are lovely. But what matters in life is our life. The relationships we share, the love we bring to one another. It doesn't matter if you are friends with people here in this place or only online. The relationships are real. What matters is the times we shelter one another from the storm. What matters is community like we have right here. What matters is love, loving each other the best way we know how. This holiday reminds us that nothing lasts. And what protects us from the storms of life is something greater than ourselves. It's the people we love, the people we spend our life with. It's our community of friends. It's the ultimate of our knowing. It's the social networks. It's the social constructs that we help to create that support one another. The work of our hands is needed. Home is where we feel safe. The work of our hearts is essential. It surrounds us and holds us and keeps us warm inside. Home is where the heart is. And the last idea of Sukkot is one that can be very challenging for Americans in the middle of the current nationalist climate. It tells us that our nation here is not the focus. Now, the Jewish prayers are all based on Israel and remind Jews that it's Israel that matters. It's the home of their soul. For Unitarian Universalists, the globalism of the Sukkot symbols, the plants and the fruit and the prayers force us to remember that there are places other than the cities in which we stand. There are cultures and lifestyles that we don't understand. There are other birthplaces and other rhythms, and they're all real. They're part of our global sukkah. They're human just like we are. As Unitarian Universalist, we should not be, be the people of the unquestioning world. Our religion calls us to stand apart, to challenge, to question, to speak truth to powers that would destroy our world. 
We're called to challenge the colonialist, the empire builder, the wealth hoarder, the hate monger, the fact denier. We're called to touch the earth. We're called to love. Ivory Tower is a lovely place, but we can't stay inside. Study, think, learn, grow, dream, and question. Be proud of all that you do and are. Enjoy your books and your computers, your possessions and your jobs, but let this holiday make you remember. People of sophistication, hold the environment precious, know that it's a part of you, feel the dirt under your fingers, do the work of hands, get physically involved. People of ownership, understand that possessions are meaningless, enjoy what you have, absolutely but give what you can so that others can enjoy too. Life is short and fragile. Don't waste any time trying to fit into a mold someone tries to impose on you. You decide the mold. Decide for yourself what's important. Go and dance. Wear the red hat with the purple dress. Play pickleball. Drink silly drinks that everyone thinks are inappropriate. Enjoy your friends. People of Florida know that we are a part of so much more. One planet, one community, one chance to live together in peace, one shot at sharing our beloved, beautiful selves in vulnerability in this planet we call home because we all deserve to feel safe at home. We all deserve to be safe, whether we're in a fancy house or a sukkah hut or the open air of a right-to-read festival in Venice, Florida. We're in it together. Amen.